It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Here live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Sports Mirrors, Smoke and Mirrors, presented by the Sports Hitless. I'm not hosting. I'm just here because they asked me to be. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, he's, he's, I'm, yeah. I'm hosting. I'm back after uh, a hiatus, a brief hiatus on Friday. I had my second shot of Moderna and uh, it, it took me out. I mean, it was a slight fever, you know, chills, but I wasn't able to go. So uh, I did watch the show. Uh, Declan, you did a great job up there. Uh, it was uh, it was nice seeing all that football talk. Um, I missed some of the baseball. I'm ready to get back to baseball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still some football to talk about. Uh, and also a little bit, uh, a little NBA, a little, little NBA controversy. Uh, what, what kind of yeah, weekend right. would we have if we didn't have some kind of controversy? Pretty crappy uh, one. Like nothing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, as you, you guys can tell, do your we're thing, not... we're alive. Yeah. So, do oh, yeah. Your oh, thing. yeah. No, I'm just... for sure. As, as you can yeah, tell, Carl's we're. Like a... I'm just Carl's here. Like a, uh, yeah. He's like a little girl's dad at like a dance recital. Right? <laughs> he's just like in the corner. He, I'm just he's here. On his phone. He's our nah, spectator. He's... You know, it's nice to have that. This is a different format for us. Usually we're on StreamYard. Commercial free. Commercial, it is commercial free. free. Yeah. That is yeah. something to point out. Thank you, Carl. Y'all are going to get this straight hour, no commercials. Uh, enjoy it. <laughs> but it's a one-time thing, so don't get too excited. Hey, you never know. Don't don't, don't say it's a one-time yeah, thing. You, you, you never true. know. But, uh, oh, here comes Greg. All right. We, we have our full guy. squad here. How's yeah, I'm here. I mean, I can't see you guys on my full screen, but I'll take the little box window. It's okay. Hey, we're making it work today. It's a Monday, right? Greg, yeah. it's a commercial-free show. That's what they told me. Oh, I, oh that's <laughs> what I like to hear. <laughs> so uh, now we have Greg in. Let me just do the intros as I usually do. So it's a Smoke and Mirrors presented by the Sports Headless on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Stephen Polius, alongside my fellow hosts, Declan Krogman and Greg Polius, and boss man over here, Carcool Launch, who's... Again, spectating for us, helping us out, producing this show. I may chime in if I care about a topic. I'll just give you that heads up because I seem because from what I hear is on the deck, there's something I may have to chime in on. All right, all right. And first of all, shout out to you, Carl. You know, stepping up to the plate. We appreciate you, big dog. I do what I can, man. This is what I'm here, man. I love it. I love you guys. Anything I can do to help the team. He's a boss man for a reason. I'm just saying. With that being said, let's get into it. So, um. For those that are uh, in the know in the NBA, uh, you know that the face of the NBA, LeBron James, has a bit of an issue. Uh, his Lakers are sitting at the uh, seventh seed in the West, and they're in danger of uh, falling into the playing games, which uh, for those of you that don't know what that falls down to essentially is a seven and eight seed play each other in one game. Winner of that advances and becomes the seventh seed, whereas the nine and tenth seeds end up playing each other. The winner of that game goes against the loser of the seventh and eighth seed game, and the loser of that game of the ninth and tenth seed ends up being eliminated. Now, that game between the, the loser of the seventh and eighth seed and the winner of the ninth and tenth seed will, if they win a one-game series, single-game elimination, will advance to the eighth seed of the playoffs which means there's a lot of games to be played. And especially in a, in a season where you already had teams that didn't rest much going into the season, it's not ideal. So LeBron, not being a fan of the setup, did have uh, some choice words on Twitter. He did tweet, whoever came up with this S uh, needs to be fired. And I'm sure that there are other people that share that sentiment. Uh, Greg, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about the comments? Do you agree with LeBron? Is there some issue with this format? Um, yes, I do agree with LeBron. Now, I don't agree that the person should be fired, but I understand the sentiment because 
72 games is more than enough to uh, determine the top eight seats. There's no, this is essentially a money grab for the NBA with the playing games. It's just trying to recoup some money. That's what it really comes down to. And for those fans out there that are saying, oh, well, they did the playing games last year. Last year was an anomaly in all sports. We cannot use that as the basis for everything going to be a barometer. Exactly. Exactly. So to say, oh, well, LeBron was fine with it last year in the playing game. Nobody knew what was really happening last. Everything was, was let's, let's, you know, take this one step at a time and then we'll deal with it as it comes. And on the backside of that is for these people that are out here, cause they, they're going in talking about, Oh, you know, he doesn't want to play tough competition. And it's just, a, it's just so dumb. It's just some of the stupidest comments I've heard. Like I really need people to be better. How can you say the defendant champs are scared to play tough competition? Oh, he was, he was fine when he was the one seed, but <laughs> these same people, did not have this energy when Luca, Mark Cuban, and Draymond said the same things about the playing game. They didn't talk about oh yes. how they're scared of competition and how you know they weren't saying this when they were you know higher seated. Nah, all y'all need to just shut up, bro. I'm tired of y'all. All right, all right. Coming in hot on the Monday. New format. Yeah. I mean, it's same Greg. New format, same Greg. <laughs> same Zach, same emotional, hardcore Greg Poley. Hey, you know what? I'd be pretty emotional and hardcore if I pitched six clean innings yesterday. So shout out to you, bud. You got to get it in there somehow. Uh, Yeah, I agree with you. I think that all the rage kind of against LeBron is is misplaced, especially when we see guys like Draymond, who, let's just be real, it's a lot easier to be mad at Draymond than it is to be mad at LeBron for just about anything, uh, given the controversy and just really how Draymond carries himself. Um, But I'll say this. I'll say I disagree with the way LeBron said the person should be fired. I think that's extreme. I get his sentiment, like Greg said, but you're LeBron James. Let's be a little bit more careful. You don't, you don't get to shoot your mouth off like that after the game because obviously millions, hundreds of millions of people are going to hear that and think, wow, okay. And they're going to listen. It's gonna, I mean, if you're that guy, you feel terrible. But yeah. even still, I, just, I, think, I think he's a little out of line in that regard. But I agree with the fact that, okay, the playing game, it, it's a money grab, like Greg said. And, Hopefully it won't be, you know, around to uh, to be here for the next couple of years, kind of like baseball when they have this 18 playoff. Have they even decided on a playoff this year? Because I haven't heard anything. I don't believe so. There hasn't been a format chosen yet, but, you know, there's a lot of time still. Yeah. It's good to know earlier than later, right? Um, yeah, well, I, I do agree with you as far as, uh, you know, LeBron James getting the criticism that he has. Uh, what I will say is for any sport, any time that you do see like one game kind of eliminations like this, it is exciting, not just as a money grab, but as a fan base. We can all agree that fans lock in and, and are excited about the opportunity to see uh, uh, one game decided all for a team, whether you are a fan of that team and they win and you're excited or you lose. And you're like, well, that this shouldn't have happened. You know, it, it, you can you can find the pros and cons to both. Um, but the excitement around it, I will say, is very real. Um, I think from the player standpoint, I understand the sentiment for anyone that's now in, you know, from the seventh um, to uh, the 10th seed, looking at your situation as, wow, I, we now we have to play ourselves like into the playoffs when this shouldn't have been this case, the case at all. So I do agree with some of it. I do, from the fan standpoint, I, I, I feel that is not just the money grab. It is excitement. And, you know, that tends to go hand in hand. 
if the fans are excited, then it's usually going to be mean more money for that organization. Yeah, can I just game. say one thing to the fans aspect? Yeah, it's excited, but I'm also a fan that believes that I don't care how exciting Russell Westbrook is as a player. Your team is 29 and 35. You don't deserve a chance at the playoffs at that point. Also very true. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I think that I think that that aspect. I agree, Greg. You uh, you bring up a very good point. Uh, <laughs> for a team that is has not done well in the season, to have an opportunity now uh, is something that's difficult. And Declan, to your point, when you do that, you know, the M- MLB has now shifted to that, allowing for a wider playoff. <laughs> you got a car right after I finished. Uh, having a wider gamut in the playoffs, uh, you do allow for some of the lesser deserving teams to have a chance to. To, to make some noise and maybe go on a run in the postseason. Uh, Carl, what do you what do you have to say, sir? So I see it twofold. I mean, I wasn't too thrilled with the playing tournament because clearly my team has been struggling all year. So I hate it. Yes. And I hate the fact that they could get eliminated off of one game. Um, I from the beginning, when they mentioned playing tournament, I completely hated the idea. But if I'm going to look at it from the other side of it, and I've been talking to my brother about this. He said that true. A regular season is 82 games. So for, for so for players who are complaining they're going to be playing more games, you're playing 72 games this year. And I understand that the schedule was 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 clearly uh, constructed that you're playing more games in one week. The playing games, yes, you're playing more games, but think about the 10 extra games that you didn't play in the regular season. And for LeBron to complain about it, if you want to be fair, you knew about the playing tournament when the season started. Yeah. And you didn't say anything about it then. But then now that your team is on jeopardy of making it into the tournament, now it's a problem. So... Pick, pick and choose. You can't do that. You see what I'm saying? Anyone, and that goes for Mark Cuban, that goes for Draymond Green, that goes for anyone who has a problem with it. If you wasn't saying the same thing when the season started, when they made the agreement that the players made in the union that they were going to have this, why is it a problem now? So again, I understand injuries happen. I understand that your team, you know, um, struggled during the year, but in the beginning of the year, when the Players Association presented this as an option, everyone agreed to it. But then now that we're getting closer and your team may be in it, it's a problem. You can't do so, that. So yes. I, I don't think you're being entirely accurate there, Carl, because when a player's union agrees to something, that doesn't mean all the players are on board with it. Okay. The, the union. Yeah, but nobody you said can, something you before, speak, Yeah, you can speak out on but it. But nobody said anything started. when they started, but now all of a sudden we're getting close but, to the playing yeah. game. It's so a there's two things, two things I want to address what you said. You said, you know, well, they, this is part of the 10-plus games they played. You also failed to mention that they're coming off the shortest offseason ever and they're playing a condensed schedule on top of that so those 72 games may feel like 82 games because of the the, the condensation of the schedule and then what about load and, management yeah, well that's why there's so much load management because of that i mean you need it you need it for your yeah. star players like this is their bodies aren't used to this kind of uh, wear and tear in the short period of time. And, and, and this this comes to the point where fans don't treat athletes as people. And it's kind of tiresome because it's like, well, you're making millions of dollars. You're supposed to play because I'm paying money to see you play and not give a damn about how their how their bodies are reacting to condensation of the schedule. And instead of saying, you know what, maybe he does need a rest because he's been going at it. But uh, to your point, call about, you know, them not uh, saying it in the beginning. They were they asking it because I have to I would have to go back and really check. Like, did they respond to questions asked by media? Because a lot of times when players respond, we just go based on the response. But we have no idea what prompted this because these players don't just talk out of turn like this for the most part. Um, I'm not sure if LeBron was asked a question and then he tweeted that or whatnot. I would have to double check that. I think he said it after the game, too. Yeah. Listen, uh, listen, at, at the end of the day, I understand about the scheduling. Everyone knows and load management plays into factor. 
And I understand going back to why they decided again, there were two options on the table. When you go back to when the season ended last year, it was either they started Martin Luther King or they started right after Christmas. What it mm -hmm. came down to is honestly was the money. So the players, yep. and again, it, it, it's unfortunate, but not every player agreed with it, but they knew this is what it was. Uh, a lot of the rookies and the players who were on one, two year deals were going to lose a lot more money because of the contract negotiations. If they elected to start on Martin Luther King day. So it was either Martin Luther King and you get more rest or you start right after Christmas, before Christmas and you play more games. And what was presented is what they agreed upon. It, 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 it's unfortunate, but this is the job. And again, I don't mean to sound like that fan because I do understand everyone has their gripe with the schedule, but this is the job. This is the job. You play the games. Again, baseball plays 162 games a year. NFL, they play 16 games. This is the job. And it's unfortunate that we all had the pandemic. Everyone has a situation where they have a, a um a job where they may not have liked it, what happened over the year. It is what it is. You know what's crazy? The NBA, it's the only sport where fans complain about players taking games off. It's the only sport. And baseball, guys get off days all the time. You'll never hear a complaint. And football, you know, it's once a week, it's 16, 17 games or whatever it is now. Um, but if a guy can't go, you know, normally there's, he's on injury report, but it's not a big deal if he can't go. Yeah, you see, my, my, my only issue, sorry, to cut, I'm just going to make one more point. My only issue with the taking days off is, again, if I'm paying, say, God forbid, like, like your son, if you're taking Chris to go see a game and his favorite player is not playing because he's load managing, I'm pissed off now. You see what I'm saying? So I think so I, 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 I think the, the rest fan of the perspective, team, yeah, from the fan yeah. perspective, yeah, if I'm, like, like that hurts. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm paying my harder money. If, if, if I'm going to travel all the way to Boston to go see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and they're on load management that night. I'm a little ticked off now. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Not even, not even that, that but... not even that. But like, what if, what if you're in? You're totally right. Like, like, what if you're a kid from New York and you like the Lakers? You got a five-year-old son, uh, and you go to see, you go to bring, bring him to, you know, the Mecca, and they're playing the Lakers and LeBron and AD are resting. Then you're like, why did I just pay so much money to go to a game? So, like, and, and I totally is... agree with you. This is part of the misplaced anger. We are blaming the players when the organizations are the ones who make the call. But yet, NBA fans refuse to acknowledge that. They always put the onus on the player when the organization is the ones protecting their investment. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I think I, one, one thing I will say uh, to, to Carl's point, uh, Mark Cuban voted for the playing games, right? There was no complaint. As the owner, the owners had a choice. Mark Cuban voted for playing games, and not until his team was in the position where they have to be in the playing games did he start to complain. And you saw that for everyone that did complain. Their teams were, were in the seventh to tenth uh, seeds in in the standings, and looked at their situation and said, "Wow, we might be in trouble now because we have to play more games." And then you saw the comments, "Well, this is stupid. This is bad. Why would? Why are they doing this?" So I do think when you when you saw like early, but when the season started, they had an opportunity, like Carl was saying, to say something about. It. They didn't. Not until their team was in the position to play additional games did they start to complain. So I think there is something there as well. Yeah. Now, uh, I do want to put one thing out there, unrelated to uh, what we're talking about with these playing games. Um, an update on basketball Jones and the fantasy sports team. <laughs> and, well, I'm just saying, sport the sports hit list. Listen, the championship. Let it's, me say this: let me, whatever Greg has going with this sports hit list, I have nothing to do with it. So uh, this has nothing to do with the CEO. I have why, nothing to do with what goes why, on. Why, why, why do you want to distance yourself from? Because greatness? because the things that go on in this chat, I just sit there and just watch. 
because they comment on Greg being a bad GM or, or, or president or whatever it is. I get, I get a lot, I get of, it, a lot of it. A lot of it isn't deserved, it's, though. I will say insane, that it's insane because Greg doesn't approve trades. I hear he's acting like uh, David Stern. He has an inner David Stern in himself. He wow. vetoes <laughs> trades and so forth. So I don't but know. He's an owner too. I'm I not taking responsibility for it. No, 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 no. I could be critical of my brother, and there, there are some trades he sends out of Fugazi. Hundred percent of fact. But the number of trades that he had vetoed this year seemed like the league had an issue with him more than him like putting out bad trades. That's beside the point, though. What I wanted to talk about was the semifinals of the Sports Hitless Fantasy Basketball League. And your boy, uh, Stephen Polis, a.k.a. Basketball Jones, pulled out another victory. Uh, to Anthony Mullen, I'm going to address you directly uh, because oh <laughs> you, you made some... Uh, some egregious claims. I mean, at first it seemed right. You know, I was the eighth seed all season and I decided I, I, I snuck into the playoffs. I should have been one and done. And I wasn't won the quarterfinal and I won the semifinals. I'm in the championship going against the number one team in the league. The odds are in the four, you know, in my favor, but I made it. And uh, what's your team name again? I'm like that. You're not like that, bro. So uh, for those of you that do care who, are, and even those that don't care, basketball Jones is in the championship. It's a great feeling. Anyone that's played fantasy knows if your team wasn't looking like anything, if you drafted uh, Hassan Whiteside in the fifth round of your oh basketball God. league and you made it to the championship, you already know what that feels that's like. like. That's resume material. That, right that's there. when you <laughs> work the wire like a champ, bro. I was bobbing oh and God. weaving. I was uh, uh, caught with the crossfade counterpunch. So all of that happened. It was, it's been a great weekend. I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, Jose, Jose says Steph, Steph has been playing and playing games since February in the fantasy <laughs> season. He's on fire. Bro, you ain't wrong. You know, you know what I don't, you know what I don't get about these playing games though? Cause I know we got to move on, but just quickly. Yeah. Um, aren't there enough teams in the NBA that make the playoffs that are under 500 or that are like kind of on the, on the fringe of being a decent team? I feel like we have a lot of that. And Greg, I know you're against these playing games, but even in baseball, we see it. Like we saw it in the shortened season, bad teams make the playoffs. Yeah. If they do the playoff thing again, we might see a second place team that is, you know, at 82 games that wouldn't make the playoffs otherwise. Do we think like that's like a huge like issue if baseball goes this way or the other? Cause I feel like the NBA has that already. Well, you know what, Declan, I'm going to ask you a point, the one point about the playing games that I hate. It's like the chances of an eight seed or a seven seed beating a one or a two is it's very, very slim to none. Like it's happened yeah. in NBA history maybe five or six times. So you're playing two extra games just to lose in the first round. Like to me, that like to me, that, that makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Greg, any rebuttal to. Yeah, I don't know what Declan's talking about with bad teams in baseball making a playoff. I'm kind of well, we had that one. I mean, we had 500 teams make it last year. Yeah, yeah, five hundred is average. Bad, but the the Wizards are oh, like average. what seven games under five hundred. They were they were like twenty. Yeah, they were like six games under. But again, like the Marlins last year, like I mean that was an average team. Average team shouldn't be in the postseason. Is what I'm saying average to me is bad. And if we're that, looking at that's not the definition. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be a definition. These are teams that don't belong in the playoffs. If a team is below average, they could have an average record. But if they're below average in the in terms of record statistics in the league, they, they shouldn't belong in the playoffs. Shout out to Manny. He said the Marlins, too. Like, absolutely. The Marlins were 31 and 29. Yeah, two games over 500. That's not – what? So, 80, 83 and – what is that? 80, 82 and 80 is going to make the playoffs? No way. That's not a playoff team. 
Yep. Well, uh, I think we could leave it there. Uh, I don't think we're going to have anyone budge on either side, which is fine. Uh, either Except way, Andres, the play- but that's because he's from Miami. Yeah, but either way, the playing games are going to happen, and we're going to see how it, how it plays out. And I'm sure after those games, we're going to see a lot of reaction from players and how frustrated they are with, you know, having that one game and losing potentially. Uh, but moving on to some NFL talk. So we did cover the draft on Friday. I wasn't here for it, but uh, Greg, Declan, we had Travis and Sean. Yeah, we, we, we had a lot of talk about the draft. We're going to touch on it right now, though. Um, so the draft concluded, and – we, I think you guys only covered the first round, right? I think that's all that took place at that point. So the mm-hmm. second yeah. through seventh wasn't really covered. And obviously there's a lot of duds there. There's also a lot to talk about as well. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Declan. What, in your opinion, uh, who are some draft winners and some draft losers? Uh, you know, just let me know what you saw, like, as far as who was taken. Did you love them? Did you, did, did you hate it? Where, where do you sit on some of these yeah. teams? Well, I thought that, I thought the Jets with the Elijah Moore pick was really excellent. The fact that he's a first-round talent. I mean, let's just put it out there, guys. He might be better than Tony, the guy the Giants drafted in the first round. Tony. We have a first-round talent. A first-round – Kadarius, Tony, excuse me. Yeah. A first, we have a first-round talent in the second round. It's always great to see. And speaking of first-round talents in the second round, the Giants hit big on that linebacker pick with Aziz Ojolari. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. I think I am. But uh, that's an excellent pick, uh, linebacker out of Georgia. Um, he, I'm telling you, this kid was the best pass rusher in the draft. He's going to show it this year, and we're going to see a lot from him. So I really love what the Giants and the Jets did in the second and third round. I thought the Jets, they picked the guy with the same name twice. I thought those were both really good picks. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I'm, I'm very happy with what um, the Giants did aside from the first round. I know Kadarius Tony's an excellent player. I think he could still be good for the Giants. I'm, Greg and I were on the same page with this. It just wasn't a need for them. I would like to see them get a tackle. Uh, and I think the Browns going with Joke in the second round is a great pick, too. For some reason, this guy slid. They're saying it's size concerns. I don't see it. I think this guy's still amazing. Uh, and then he's going to be really good for the Browns, and he fills a need on defense. And I think Olivier Vernon left. Um, so that'll be a nice one off the edge, because depending on how they're going to use him, obviously a second-round pick, he's going to get a lot of burn. So I really like uh, the picks from those three teams, especially. What are uh, some losers for you, just before we move on to uh, Greg? Uh, some losers for me, uh, the Raiders did pretty bad. If we're, if we're going off the, uh, Alex Leatherwood. Manny, you knew it already. Don't round. get upset. Don't get upset on those comments. Manny. Was, you they were pretty it. bad. But the second round pick, they went with, uh, the Trevin guy, uh, the safety from was it Washington. I'm not sure where he's from. Trevin, something like Monesca or Trevin something. Mo- um, Mo- uh, I think it's like hmm. Morig or something like Mo- that. Safety. Yeah. Trevin Morig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like M-O-E-R-G-I-E yeah. or something. That was a really good pick in the second round. So that was a good on Mayock and Gruden. But I really didn't like their first round pick. Uh, There's some reaches guy, there. Yeah, huge reach. Like this guy, Alex Leatherwood, Mel Kuyper was last thing. Not that that really means a whole lot. But this is a guy that was probably going to be around in the second round at the minimum. I mean, he wasn't Walker Little. And Walker Little didn't even play last year. He's a tackle from Stanford. I forget who grabbed him, but that was a good pick. Um, the Eagles got Landon Dickerson. That pissed me off because I think he's a really good center. I thought I thought the Steelers would get him. The Giants were rumored to get him. Center guard combo. Uh, that was a good move there. But winners and losers. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Are probably the biggest losers in this draft. But the Vikings had a pretty good draft too, especially getting Darrisaw after the trade down with the Jets. Nice, Greg. What about you? Who are your winners and your losers? Um, so I definitely had the Jets as one of the winners. Jets, Chargers, um, and, and Browns as my winners. Uh, I think the Browns had a great draft, but they really had a, a strong defense, and it got even stronger. 
Uh, Chargers getting Rashawn Slater at 13, as I told you yesterday, uh, for our fantasy team is going to do wonders for Justin Herbert. Yes. Um, yeah, and the Jets, like, like Declan said, Elijah Moore is a first-round talent. But even though we didn't get Javante Williams out of UNC, because in in he went to pick right after Elijah Moore, we ended up getting his backfield mate, um, Michael Carter, which I also thought was a great pick in the third round. Third round. And I'm going to shout Michael out Michael Carter. I'm joking. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to shout out something our guy, our, our guy Big John said, um, and he said the fact that a defensive-minded coach was okay with going with offense on his first four picks in the draft tells picks. you how confident he is in his coaching abilities, which I love. And and um, Salah has this this he has uh, this quote that he wears on all his shirts. All gas, no brakes, and I'm all I'm all in, bro. I'm all in for this guy. So love played that. out, love that. Heard so this so cool. much. Find a cooler quote from another head coach. From this another, you know, so, you just can't. <laughs> this is so jet. This is so Jets, though. The best moments of the Jets season are from like March to like July. Daniel Jones like, is your quarterback. Shut up. Wow, that's disrespectful. This is a disrespectful <laughs> Greg on a Monday. It's okay. Yo, Greg, like, Greg what? Greg is a quarterback. Greg has a quarterback that he uh, that he knows is going to be bad. So he's saying they're all winners and stuff, but he knows they're just – But here's my thing. You, you're the same one who talked about Joe Judge in a culture change, and that's literally what I'm talking about. You're, to, you're talking this nonsense about yeah. Jet fans' yeah. best – Like, your team has sucked for more years than they've been better. So what are you even my team right now? My team – dude, your team has been terrible since I was in, like, third but, grade. But I don't deny this, but you're talking like your team has been that good. It hasn't. They played one game when they were eliminated last year. I don't care. No, they they suck. They will be in contention for the playoffs for the next two years. But let's just go right. with it. Not with that guy. They had, a, uh, they had a much better offense than uh, uh, offensive free agent signings in the Jets did this year. That's for sure. Look at what you I have mean, to, to backtrack to, to to even compare. Kenny Kenny Galladay? There's not a receiver in New York that compares to him. Cool. Like, not Corey, even close. Corey Davis will have a better season. Call, calling it right now. With who? Zach Wilson? Get, yep. Stop it. Who, who's your, again, Daniel start, Jones who's your week one starter, by the way? Daniel David Jones Bales might be a quarterback. Daniel Jones had one more touchdown than Sam Darnold last year. And Sam Darnold was statistically the worst quarterback in the league. Don't talk to me right now. Declan, what is your response to that? A bad year. Well, he had 24 <laughs> in uh, his first year. Yeah, so. stop going back to the rookie year. Nobody cares about his rookie year. Everyone on Smoke and Mirrors year. knows Nobody that you do like to lean on the rookie season, Deck. I'm just saying that is a crutch for you. It, it's Because – no, it's not a crutch. You have absolutely. <laughs> you always revert back to it. Absolutely. Oh, There's not much else on the resume to speak to. <laughs> Daniel Jones sucks. Well, in his rookie year, he threw 24 touchdowns. Nobody cares about that, bro. Let's just get into it for a second. Let's. I'm mean, seriously. Carl's laughing. Let's talk about this. Carl wants to say I something. Said he had I'll a let bad you. Talk I do. Next, I do. I, I have something. I'll let, I'll let I you jump never, in. I have never said that Daniel Jones did not have a bad year last year. You called him a franchise quarterback. Enough said. Not enough said. He's the franchise guy right now. Are you kidding me? Carl, say what you got to say and move on to the next topic. To be, fair, to be fair, again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of new to this football thing because of the, the panel. I watch a lot more football. He's only played for two years. And I understand football is one of those games where you, everyone has a chance. It's what have you done for me lately, but he still, he still, he still hasn't even hit his prime yet. Thank so you, that, that's all Thank I'm saying you. is that again, uh, we can't give up on a play. And I understand people are already giving up on Daniel Jones, and I am a Giants fan. Maybe a little biased in me, but again, he's only two years in. Uh, Same thing. Hold on, Greg. Before you go, yes, he hasn't Same had improving based upon numbers. He hasn't had great two years, but yes. we still have the future left. So yes. this is the same guy relying yeah. on. 
I would say give him the opportunity after the third or fourth year. I'm always at the mindset after four years, you're not producing, then it's time to figure I'm good out. With, I'm good with getting rid of four him. Years. I'm good with getting rid of him after three. That's all I say is four years. Yeah. But again, what do I know? I don't know football like that. So that's all I'm saying. I yeah. would give him three. This is a make or break year for him. But this is this, Greg is the same guy saying that Josh Rosen didn't get a fair shot. Josh Rosen sucked. He's on his fourth team and he was drafted three years ago. So I don't want to hear it. So we don't give up you, on guys this early. Of, of course, you're not going to add the context into Josh Rosen that his same coach that, that he got when he was drafted, also got fired that same year because there was nothing around him. But anyway, continue. Go yeah, ahead, same Steph. thing with Daniel Jones. No, say, same thing on, with Daniel Jones. Pat Shermer got fired. I'm, I'm sorry. To, 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 I, I get Carl's point, Thank though, you. right? Like, you, you want to give him a chance. But at the same time, to look at what Daniel Jones has done and say he's the franchise quarterback, like, he, he hasn't shown you enough to, like, to, to say that with – certainty that yeah he's your franchise quarterback he's someone that you still need to prove i mean you you said that you just said it you you mentioned it right before carl went did i not say it's a make or break no 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 no, 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 this is before you said that you said he's the franchise quarterback it's so right but but the giants came close to making the playoffs though did they not this year right like that's ridiculous. That's what I'm, I'm making. These oh. are the facts. They they came close to making the playoffs. So what else it, did we expect so, from so Daniel in, Jones? In that in that as a, division. As, a, as, a, as okay, fine. Evan Ingram, NFC East, fair. Evan Ingram, but, Evan Ingram but again, but, away from but again, fight. what have we expected yeah, from Daniel Jones? We haven't seen yet. I didn't say he has a lot of turnovers, right? What else would you did you expect to see from him last year that we that we're not you, seeing? You, better better ball placement, more consistency, yeah. better better backside awareness from the rush because he has no awareness, no pocket awareness, better pocket pass altogether. He, he did a lot more with his legs than he did with his arm. And, and that's good. It's good yeah. to see that, right? Like, it, it's nice to see that he – because he no one expected him to run the way he's running. So if he adds that to, uh, you know, his resume and he could be a runner and he's a, he's a threat – when he gets it together with his arm, because I'm not as I'm not as down on on Daniel Jones as Greg is. I probably haven't made that known on here. Declan, you, you both of you are, are are polar opposites. I usually just stay in the middle, but I'm not as low on Daniel Jones as Greg is. However, I do see a lot of the faults and the flaws in his game, and it's it takes time. You know, it takes time. And this, Declan, I agree with you 100. This is the season, right? Especially yeah. what they put around him to see what happens. So I wouldn't go as far as saying, yes, Daniel Jones is the franchise core, but he's going to be the guy that leads the Giants to, you know, the promised land. Ah, maybe not. The defense, I think Daniel Jones in this capacity, if it's a lot easier for him because their defense uh, should be improved. <clears throat> Daniel Jones could be a game manager. He could be a game manager and allow for the Giants to win games and not lose it for them by turning the ball over, which is what he is prone to do. Putting them in positions to lose, he has to prevent that, and the Giants will have a very good chance of doing well. Well, let me ask this yeah. question to the panel. Has there been a quarterback who struggled the first two years and turned it around to impress you and, and have a great career? And then Josh Allen. Remember? Yeah, yeah I mean, Josh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen was, was really bad his, la- his first two years. Yeah. So and that he, means there is he was, a- he was really bad his first two years. He was, like, a little below average. He so made that a, means like, – Daniel Jones still has a chance. So that means Daniel Jones still has a chance to turn it around. I mean, he has a chance, but he's not. I don't see him in the caliber of quarterback that that Josh Allen is. I don't see him either, but I see him having a shot. Also, Carl, I really do think it's interesting that you are the same one that said they almost make the playoffs, but you're also the same guy that says almost doesn't cut it in sports when it comes to the playoffs. Oh, man. Carl, that's when you talk too much. It's when you talk too much. I know. You got me. That's fair. You're right. He's right. He's right. He's right. I, I don't say that often, but Greg Foley is on his own Paul. show. On his show, he's right. I, I don't say that often, but he mm. he's right. Mm. That's fair. Chris, That's Chris fair. Paul is sitting at home like, yeah, tell him. Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're watching the show, Chris. I know, I know you heard about us. It's all right. I got you, bro. You don't deserve all that slander. 
Daniel Jones, though. Like, can we just talk about this for a sec? They come up, new head coach, new offense. And let's do I even have to mention that his offensive coordinator is Jason Garrett. We saw him ruin Tony Romo, and he's almost ruined Dak. Uh, Jason Garrett's the coach off of no OTAs, no preseason. New head coach. Receivers were, like, top five in drops. They had some – maybe top three. They had some of the most drops in the league. I'll get that seven, you guys. And the pass protection was horrible all year. And they had a rookie left tackle who they had to bench week five. So, listen, I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. If he's half as good as Josh Allen, I'll take it. But let's give him his third year shot. They got the weapons now. There's no excuses. I mean, guys, if he flops oh. like he did last year, it's over. It really is. So that's where I'm at right now. I say, you know what? He's shown some moments, not enough, some moments so, where that will deserve him to get the third year. On, if he can on, make him good this year, if he can do his job, then it will all work out. But if not, I, it's over. Steph, I, before yeah. you go on the topic, I, I can't yes. let this slide because Beck is talking out of both sides of his mouth right now. You can't say in one breath that a guy is a franchise quarterback and then the next breath. Well, he could be. No, 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 no. He That's not what you said. That's not what well, he, said. He, he walked it back a bit because it wasn't could be. It was franchise quarterback. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm it's on the record. Fair, I mean, the live is yeah, safe. I'm being fair. <laughs> no, he's the franchise quarterback for the moment. I mean, is he not? Right. I, I see all these qualifiers. You have wishy-washy, to wishy-washy. He's not your franchise quarterback. So then you're saying, if this is a make or break year, if this is your make or break, franchise quarterbacks, Jason, Justin Herbert is a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Yes, you know, Agreed. Burrow is a franchise quarterback. Agreed. But did the, right? the Giants view? Did the Giants? Kyler Murray is a franchise quarterback. quarterback. These guys that you know for a fact going into the next three, four years are going to be a starting quarterback. You cannot call a guy a franchise quarterback that has so many question marks. He's a starting quarterback. Can you quarterback call, a guy, at the can very you call least. a guy? Hold on. Can you call a guy? First of all, the team views him as the franchise quarterback. What NFL? Can you call a guy a franchise quarterback when the team owner says they're going to win Super Bowls with this guy? That's putting trust in a guy. And two more. I mean, I mean to be fair, I've seen people call Zach Wilson the, the franchise quarterback. Yeah, and he's not. And he hasn't they, even taken a snap. Yeah, so he, it, he it, the they're just words, though. Like they're they're words. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's all about manipulation. Like, as long as you, as an owner or as a face of a team, say that this is our, our guy, then the media will eat it up, right? It makes it seem good. Like, you always want to make it palatable. And I think that's what every organization does. Does that mean that they are? On paper, no, but they'll say that because they made the pick early on Daniel Jones and everybody questioned it. And you can't walk back and then go and say he's not our franchise quarterback. Why the hell did you draft him in the place that you draft him then? So I think that's more that's more like a cleanup and, you know, taking taking care of uh, the aftermath of a, a situation that maybe in the draft room you thought was good, but the media took it and said, well, no, this was, why was this the guy you had so right. many other players that could, you could have taken this position and you took Daniel Jones. So I don't necessarily think that it is the case that he is the franchise quarterback deck. Time will tell. We have a season to, yes, to show we that. Do, we do. So, and only one, only one season. Yeah. But the, one thing I'll say about, I know that like, that's what you're supposed to say, but listen, Eli Manning was in year three and he got John Mara came out and said, I don't know if we can win with this guy. And they drafted him first overall. So He's, he's been talking out of both sides. He played it differently with two rookie quarterbacks or two young quarterbacks. Obviously, we know who turned out. I'm, I'm just going to say Daniel Jones is not going to be Eli Manning. I mean, I hope I'm not breaking any hearts right now saying that. Um, he might be. The Eli apologists are not happy when you talk about Eli negatively. Why would I? Eli Manning is the best quarterback in New York football yeah, history. Do. Thank you. Don't. Love Eli Manning. I, I don't love Eli Manning. Eli. I, 
I mean, stumble, trip, and fall into, you know, your your, your Super Bowls. Uh, Eli Manning, that is. But uh, Eli gets too much flack. Uh, it, to me, it's amazing. Right. I've never seen a two-time Super Bowl champion get so much flack as much as Eli has. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't understand it. I mean, we don't just... If, if you don't watch it's the games, if you, just see, if you just see the, the headlines afterwards, you're like, how could they give this guy flack? <laughs> I, I don't understand it. I mean, he's a... Is he a two-time Super Bowl MVP, too? Yes, right? he is. Yeah, he get, I've never seen that. And it's... In NFL history, and again, I, I may not watch football like religiously, but I follow it enough to know I've never seen a quarterback who's won two Super Bowls and beat Tom Brady two times get as much flack as Eli Manning does. But I've never seen I've never seen I've never seen a quarterback win two Super Bowls get so much flack uh, and get said he's carried by the defenses when both the defense weren't even ranked in the top half of the league. I've never seen it. Actually, that's the first time a quarterback has ever won multiple Super Bowls with defenses in the bottom half of the league. So there you go. Some little Eli wisdom on this Monday afternoon. Yeah, well, uh, that's fun. That's exciting. Deck, I'm glad you got that off. Uh, maybe you'll simmer down now. Uh, <laughs> so passion. what I do want to know, we're still going to talk a little uh, Jets-Giants. Uh, I want grades. What, do, what are the grades that you'd give the Jets and the Giants for their draft since we're, you know, we've been gravitating towards uh, Jets, well, really just Giants from the, for the last couple minutes. But what are the grades? Uh, Greg, I'll start with you. What would you give the Jets? What would you give the Giants for their draft? I'll give the the Jets a a, a B minus. B minus. Yeah, and and only because, again, I'm not fond of the Wilson pick. I think they fell in love with the hype train. Yes. And it, it, it I think Justin Fields was the second best quarterback in his draft, and I'm um, mm-hmm. I'm sad to see him fall all the way to 11. I think he should have been in the Jets uni. But I do hope you know Zach Wilson, um, uh, as Chuck said, fresh off his uh his prom king victory uh, wins, uh, wins us some games. But what I did, what I really liked was the back end of the draft where Saleh really showed, uh, you know, what he plans to do on defense while drafting these hybrid guys that kind of like a Mark Barron or a Keanu Neal who could play safety, play outside linebacker, get, and we, and even, you know, improve our special teams. Cause if you watch the Jets last year, the special teams was atrocious. Okay. And they may not be impact players right away, but these are guys that can fit the system and the scheme that they're going to be running on defense. So I'm really looking forward to that. As far as the Giants, um, uh, you know what? I'm going to have to give the Giants a B based just even though I didn't like the Kadarius Tony pick, them getting that extra first round pick and all that, uh, you know, all the extra picks was huge. They got a great player in the second round on defense. And, you know, the only pick I really didn't like was, I think, I can't remember if it was the fourth or fifth round where they went corner, but I didn't really think that was much of a need. But I think overall, both teams had uh, pretty solid drafts. Um, I just want to say, I feel sorry for your kids because you are a harsh grader. <laughs> um, a B minus for the Jets because they took Zach That means Wilson you would hate two. me. You would hate me if that's the case. <laughs> Man, I, was, I wasn't expecting it. Um, gotta, the Giants got to have a higher uh, grade. Uh, Deck, what about you? What do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts on how they finished on the draft? Yeah, uh, as far as the Jets go, uh, I'm going to have to give them an A, uh, maybe an A minus. I'm somewhere in that range. I think that they did a hell of a job. Listen, I hate to be this guy, but – it's going to be incredibly hard for any of those quarterbacks that the Jets were going to pick to succeed in, in a Jet uniform. But yes. we'll see how it works. I mean, let, let's call a spade a spade. That, that's what it is. However, they did a great job. I thought the trade up with the Vikings to get AVT with excellent Elijah Vera Tucker. I thought that was a great trade, although USC players have been cursed going to the Jets. I think hopefully Lyman will break the curse there and be good. 
that there was an excellent need and they could put him at guard, really strengthen up the, uh, the strong side of that, uh, blind side of that offense for Zach Wilson uh, next to Mekhi Becton. I love the Elijah Moore pick. They got a nice receiver that they really could have gotten the late first round. I mean, would I have been shocked if the Giants picked more? I would have been less shocked if they picked more in the first round than if they picked Tony. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. I think the Carter pick, the Michael Carter pick, the running back at a UNC was excellent. Uh, fill the need without really taking a need in the first round and, and putting yourself all in on one back when you didn't need to be. Uh, and not the most particularly strong running back class in terms of it's not very top heavy, in my opinion. I know Harris and, uh, and at the end went, went up in the uh, late 20s and were good, but I wouldn't have taken them in the first round just because I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to stick to the velocity of not taking running back in the first round unless it's like top five and you got a guy who you think is generational. Whether you think Saquon's generational or not, that's, that's just besides the point. Um, I like the other Carter pick. I really thought that they had a lot of depth. And I think I really liked, um, like I said, I like to trade down as far as the Giants go. I wanted to try to spend more time on the Jets because we spent more time on the Giants before. Uh, as far as the Giants go, Justin, great point about Joe McKnight. Rest in peace. He was from USC. He was excellent on the turns. Um, as far as the Giants go, I'm going to have to give them a B minus. Uh, I didn't really love the Tony pick. I love the trade down, getting the first round for next year, especially if you think you might be taking a quarterback of Jones Bucks. You kind of handicapped yourself in a nice position, which hopefully if Jones Bucks, someone else will be drafting besides Dave Gettleman, um, better. But anyway, I like the trade down. They got great value. It was a smart trade down. The pick was Darius out there, and they fumbled the bag. Tony could still be good. Not a need. Got to protect the blind side. Or, I mean, you got Andrew Thomas on the blind side, so maybe you want to protect the other side. Uh, and for sake of speeding this up, I loved, loved the Aziz Ojolari pick. Uh, I thought he was the best pass rusher in the draft. And unlike Greg, I did like to trade up for corner. I think corner is definitely a need. Bradbury, yes, is a top corner in the league. He's been locked down. Uh, really, is just an all-pro corner, in my opinion. Um, but after that, you got Isaac Yadam, Sam Lewis. Uh, Beal is always a question mark if he comes back. I think they had Nelson. I don't know if he's still there. Um, but the safeties are good. It would be nice to add a nice piece to the linebacker position. So that's, that's why I'm uh, – excuse me, the corner position. I think they needed that. I think they did pretty good. But I'm going to have to give a B- because I really did not see that Tony pick coming at all. And I wish it didn't happen. I really like Gareth on that. Travis is very upset listening to this right now, <clears throat> but um, it's okay. Travis, gave, I'm sorry. I gave a long answer. No, 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 no. Uh, just because you didn't agree with him that Tony was the right pick. Um, I sorry, and again, Travis, sorry I missed you on Friday. Uh, my, mine is really quick, actually. Deck, I mirror, I mirror yours. I have an A minus for the Jets and a B minus for the Giants uh, for every reason that you listed. Uh, I don't want to belabor the point, but um. I just felt that the Giants could have hit on some uh, areas of concern that they did not. And the Jets, to me, was just well-rounded. Uh, really, I'm not a huge fan of Zach Wilson. I felt like, you know, they bought into the hype train. And uh, a shout-out to Chuck uh, from the Sports Hit List for mentioning the smear campaign against Justin Fields and, you know, potentially, well, Bill Belichick, he, was, he essentially said that Bill Belichick is the person behind the smear campaign so that Justin Fields would fall to them. Um, it didn't end up happening, but Justin feels going at um, 11 instead of, you know, going maybe at two, it changes what quarterbacks are taking moving forward. So they got the, a quarterback that they wanted that they potentially wouldn't have gotten if it wasn't for everyone deciding that fields was no longer a, a competent quarterback. Um, and shout out Which to the Bears ridiculous. for, it is ridiculous, but shout out to the Bears for trading up for him. Smart. It was a great move by them. They were actually one of, I didn't get to go uh, get to my winners and losers, but to me, they were winners for just that alone. Um, but 
yeah, minus uh, a minus for my Jets and a B minus for the Giants. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing both teams play. I mean, I'm a Jets fan through and through, but just with the debates that happen on on smoke and mirrors here, it, there's going to be so much behind every game that's played this season. <laughs> seeing yeah. how the uh, Giants doing, how Daniel Jones fun. does. It is. That's gonna be uh, fun. Smoke and mirrors Monday after a uh, after <laughs> Sunday of football. That's that's gonna be good. That's gonna it, be good. It, there's gonna be a lot to say. Uh, we might not, we might need to expand the time. Who knows? Uh, but that that is gonna do it for us on the NFL side. We're gonna start talking some baseball. We've hadn't had baseball for like a week. Uh, I, I miss no, you, right. baseball. Like there's been so much that's gone on, you know. And and we we managed to. to <laughs> Carl. What, what are you doing? You're gonna leave Carl? You upset was, now? Oh my god, wait, hold on. We have a, a little bit of trash talking from Carl. Carl said on the NFL draft show that he expected a full baseball show on Friday, uh, because of Greg. And he was taking shots, and I had to, you know, defend my guy. That's on only when Greg texts me, he goes, For the first time in Hitler's history, we had a full hour of baseball because I don't allow that on, on my Wednesday yep. show. And I'm like, listen, you put whatever you want, because I'm not having an hour of baseball talk. That's mm. not happening. You get 15 minutes, you're lucky you get 10. So that's up to Listen, I know on Smoke and Mirrors, we're going to get an hour, hour and a half, maybe two hours close to baseball. So you guys cook with the baseball. That's what you guys do. So hey, the viewers good. go up, though, when, when baseball is uh, in the air. We, we're just tapping into a market that you're missing out on. I'm just saying Wednesday yeah. might have we're some more views if you... Uh, hey, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Wednesday shows we know the vibes. All I got to do is just say LeBron and Jordan and Kobe and, and, and all bets are off. We, we, yeah. we know that how, how that goes, all right? Uh, that's all we need on our Wednesday. <laughs> so we good hey, on that hey, boss, boss man, you know, I'm not going to question you. You do your thing, man. All right? <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here. Uh, but yeah, getting into some some baseball, which is is, is fun. I'm gonna deck. I'm gonna start with your Yankees, because we were highly. I mean, not just we. I think every every Yankee yeah. fan was highly critical of the Yankees. Uh, you know, they were cellar dwellers, and uh, you know, not doing very well offensively, defensively. The pitching looked like it was a mess outside of Garrett Cole, but uh, they're sitting at 500 now after Sunday. And uh, Garrett Cole's done what Garrett Cole does. He strikes out a lot of hitters, and uh, he has a low ERA. His ERA is at a one four three right now. But you're seeing Tyon come on and pitch well. Kluber had 10 Ks yesterday on his 100th win. Uh, Shout-outs to Kluber. Good for him. Happy for him. Uh, but the Yankees <laughs> now, pitching-wise, and hitters, the hitting has come around. Glaber is hitting, you know. You have, uh, for those that were upset at Judge, and uh, I think there were some calls for him to get traded. Judge is doing what he does. He's hitting home runs and hitting for average because he can do that. So I'm glad I picked him for um, Oh, Chuck is in the comments going off. Said nine guys in the sports hit list can beat the Tigers. He's not sold yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get a little A's Sun Devils joint team to go up against uh, some of the Tigers. Chuck, I love that pessimism. Arena. I love that pessimism because that's what like I feel like is reserved for Met fans. But seeing Yankee fans have that is amazing to me. It makes me feel good. It gives me energy. It puts fire that's, in me that's how so. you know chuck half that's how you know chuck's a jets fan also he's like a yankee <laughs> jet fan he's not a giants fan talking like that that's true so uh yankees doing well deck how are you feeling do you buy in chuck doesn't but do you buy in are you thinking you yeah, this is the trend yeah i buy in this is a team that's gonna win 90 95 to 100 games uh, and win this division for sure listen here's what i'm saying first of all shout out to the idiot in steph's league uh really just i don't know who it was but what an ass clown uh, the Aston that dropped Corey Kluber, uh, mm. who has now bounced back his last, his next two starts, uh, and he's just continuing to get on the train. 
Yo, Dick, meet me outside, bro. Meet me outside. <laughs> that was you? Meet me outside, bro. No way. That's awesome. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. Meet me outside. Uh, I'm glad the person was on air with us. Wait, did you pick him that up, Dick? That is amazing. I did pick him up. Dick you know loves what? picking up scraps. He's the, like, Chuck knows. Chuck, I know you're, you're yeah. in the comments. Chuck, he's, yeah. he just picks up all the scraps. He's a vulture. That's what oh, he does. Here's, here's my thing. For, Corey Kluber, for what he was paid, went four straight starts and didn't even make it to the fifth inning. When you're in a position where you need pitching in your league, you're just going to have to sacrifice some guys. It happened that he did it against Baltimore and Detroit, and he had oh, two right. good games. But, yeah, I, he did, yeah. but he was trash before that. I mean, yeah, but it is early in the season. I think it's a bit of an overreaction. Um, but even still, I see where you're coming from. Listen, he hasn't dominated a great team, so he's going to have to do it more. I'm a fan of Kluber. I thought it was a good signing. Um, my dad didn't. Uh, but even still, I have Tyon uh, also on my fantasy team. I think I got him in both leagues. He was excellent. I think he was like – I mean, he had a rough fifth inning, but he struck out Meggie to keep the deficit to only one. Really just made one bad pitch in that game. Uh, but I like the Yankees right now. Stanton is on a tear. He's hitting like three for five, two for five yeah. every game. And then it's even just against bad pitching. He started this against Cleveland, um, against Bieber. So he's hitting 270 now. For him, that's good, especially where he was. The, you know, the come up is real for Stanton. Uh, and Judge is hitting 300. He's almost at 10 home runs. Uh, we see him. He's got like three multi-home run games this year. Listen, man, he's probably not going to be the MVP, but the pick is not out of the water yet. So I'm happy with my judge pick. By the way, Steph, I sent you a little uh, trade request today. Um, I did see that before the show. I haven't looked at it. I'm assuming it's going to be ass, but I'm going to yeah, check no, it out. No, no, I made it fair. It was god awful. <laughs> I, I, I read it and I deleted it because it was trash. Because first of all, it's a feeler. I, I <laughs> sent out, who did I send out? I sent, Ho, I sent Joey Gallo, Dansby Swanson, and Nathan Avaldi. For Trey Turner. Yeah, kick it's rocks. It's a feeler. Kick rocks. Listen, you know what? Kick rocks. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, well, it's all right. We we have a long season. Uh, I do want to say, Greg, to your point, I looked at your team and there's potentially someone else you could have dropped instead of Kluber. Just saying. Put it out there. Oh, no. That's I, dro- it. I dropped a bunch of guys. I, I, I know that, but all I'm saying Someone is if you wanted to keep Kluber for the upside, I, I know it's four games, but the pedigree. Uh, but moving on, I want to talk about the Mets. We, uh, we talked yeah. a little bit about the Yankees. We're going to talk about the Mets. Last night, the Mets, <clears throat> one thing that they haven't done much all season was they put up runs late in the game. Eighth inning, you had the Mets score six runs. Uh, it was amazing to see that much offense uh, going behind their, their pitcher and, and the bats coming to life. They yeah. then were they followed that up with a decision to bring in Edwin Diaz with in a non-safe situation. And I will shout out Greg right now because I was with him at that time and he called it out. He's like, why would you do this? This isn't going to end well. And um, not that it didn't end well, but it was very ugly. Uh, Edwin Diaz, uh, I believe he was t- uh, two thirds of an innings, two hits, th- two walks, three earned runs. And it should have been four, but uh hoskins who came in hit what we thought was a home run initially but due to technicality ended up being a ground rule double uh instead and instead of scoring four runs in the inning and tying the game it was only three runs and it was eight seven at that point so the mets uh they took out uh diaz at that point familiar came in and struck out bryce harper to end the game which is great to see but Looking at your closer, the guy that, you know, you traded away your top prospect for really uh, in clinic to get Edwin Diaz and Cano. You know, we have to talk about Cano, but 
that is it's 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 frustrating to see in a non-safe situation because we like to believe that in new york city there's always the pressure even if you're on the road to perform because you know you have to be great and diaz likes to say that it doesn't affect him however you can't come in with a four-run lead and cough it up immediately walks hits giving up big hits and really only got off the hook maybe I mean I've, I, I watched a few games with him and he doesn't look his stuff doesn't look like he's hurt you know it's a mental thing yeah. I, ultimately what it comes it's down also, to it's also, it's also a mechanical thing because if you even if you look at when he spots his fastball it catches too much plate yeah those excuses I'm not making an excuse for him we saw with Mariano when closers don't come in safe situations they get like weird I don't know why that is but we've seen it before they come in in tie games they get weird they come Different in down mentality. one or two they get weird Come in down four. They feel like they don't have to make as good pitches, and that just lets the wheels fall off. It's like weird. I can't explain why, but you've just seen that before. So I'm not going to sit here and bash Edwin Diaz. I think he can be really good. Oh, no, no, I'm going to bash him. <laughs> I, I, think bash he's, him. He's, I think he's 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 earned that. He's earned that. He hasn't played well enough as a Met to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to give him this one off. He's done this more consistently than he has pitched well. So he Not does deserve year. a bashing. Not this year, though, what, The I, sample I, size, I, Dak. It's the yeah. sample size. Like, this much good, this much bad. You can't just say, oh, well, this is a one-off. That's what he's known to do. He gives up a lot of runs. He walks. He hasn't been consistent enough to, to believe in him. So I, I think Edwin Diaz will have better days. I like to hope so. But it just was a bad showing, and he got lucky in, uh, on a technicality. Yeah. Yes. You know, he's so only bad. had three save situations this year. That's kind of insane. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, you know, either the Mets are up big or, or they, the close games are losing, you know. Um, I want to just point out my my Mariners are. Uh, oh, I was waiting. I, was wait. I, knew, I knew this was coming. I got yes, it. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. 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 My Mariners, for all those that hated on the pick, <clears throat> they are 16 and 13. They are right behind the A's uh, in the uh, AOS. And I will say that uh, they were on a four game losing streak. Uh, they broke that uh, going up against, well, they, they, they won the last game in the series against Houston. Uh, then they took two from, well, they took the series from the Angels, which, I mean, Deck had them winning the West. So uh, it's not a bad right. team that they're, they're going up against. <laughs> the, the Mariners are scrappy, all right? And you're going to keep hearing about them because they keep making noise. So, and Kalinick's not up yet. I said he was the X Factor. Kalinick's not up yet. Wait for it. It's going to happen. Graveman's doing well. Yeah, I picked up Graveman. Yeah, hold that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, who's, who's holding that? I don't know who's that for. Is that for Deck? Know. Yeah, probably. It sounds like it should <laughs> well, be. I'm really angry. Yeah. But uh, I so like, I, would like, I would like to shout out my Kansas City Royals, my pick to win the AL Central. Um, and they have the best record in the American League currently. Uh, 16 and 10. They yeah. lead, uh, I, can they keep this up? I don't know. But I like where it's going with. Salvador Perez and Carlos Santana kind of having resurgent years, both yep. hitting around 270, 280, you know, six dingers and 15 plus RBIs. You know, they're kind of, you know, um, anchoring that offense. So I hope they could keep it up because I think that'll make for a very interesting division with the White Sox. Uh, no, I have, I'm sorry, I had them as the wild card and I had the White Sox yeah. as the division winner. Yes. But I Can do I... think that will be a very good playoff matchup. Can we give a little shout out to the man that? Andres told us both was horrible. He would never be good again. And that's Andrew Benatendi. He's having a little bit of mm, a uh, yeah. nice come up here. All the my two home run game a few days ago. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's been getting there. He's yeah, I don't know. You know, I've, I always felt like Benatendi, for all the hype that was surrounding him coming up, never really performed 
two to match I, the high. I feel so like I was he saying was solid. 2018. Yeah, I agree. I would say in 2018 and 2017, he was good. He was linked. At, <laughs> maybe I always linked him. Carl wants to be so bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, we, I mean, we've got to wrap it up. Yeah, we're, we're, I got class in like literally three minutes, yo. I always linked them with Conforto and Judge, and Judge kind of took the upper hand, and then now it's Conforto. I think mean, I have Conforto better than uh, than uh, Kenji, but Daniel Lynch, uh, Kansas City pitching prospect, is going to go for them tonight. Uh, he's making his debut, so that should be exciting uh, for Greg's Royals. Uh, nice. And I think I'll leave it at that. I'm obsessed with Ben Attendee, what he can be, kind of like how I'm obsessed with what Clint Frazier can be, but not what he actually is. Uh, I will. I want to uh, mention one last thing to round it out, and it's just the uh, Reds and the Cubs in the NL Central. That that series and those two teams, even though the Cubs aren't uh, tops in the division, they're in the bottom half. Um, it's exciting. It's it's bringing excitement to the NL Central. Uh, those games are have have looked intense not the same level, but close to what we see with the Dodgers and the Padres and just like the back and forth. Uh, it makes for good baseball. Uh, their Sunday game was a 13 to 12 finish, I believe in extra innings. You had a 10 inning game. There were 30 hits total. I believe there was about 25 runs scored between both teams. It was a shootout. And you had your uh, Dex boy, Nick Castellanos, who had a huge game. I mean, for yeah. all the crap that you give him, the guy hits. He may not be the best defender, but he what crap did. do I give him? I just said oh, he, he did... doesn't play the game right. He's uh, he deserves no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> I said that he had one ridiculous. Yeah, like I don't that. know. You harped on it, Look, but he's um, a hell of a hitter. Hey, this the Cardinals, uh, uh, the Reds, Cubs might be the Sun Devils and the A's this uh, this Thursday night. So, uh, I I I could have a little brew. I, I wouldn't. I would pump the brakes on that. I would pump the brakes on that. <laughs> I don't know, man. So Sun Devils Cubs are not. Cubs, I mean, maybe in the way they are in the division, but <laughs> hey, listen, you guys aren't bad. Up. You guys aren't bad. I, I don't want to, I don't want to throw any dirt on you. you. You're a good team, solid team. Yeah, it was like tied up going into the six. Uh, and we, we played didn't like all, we, we didn't have all our guys, you know, B team. Um, but yes, with, yeah. with that, <laughs> with that, we're gonna wrap Stuck it up. They, I hope you enjoyed the first commercial free episode of uh, Smoke and Mirrors. Uh, may not be the last. We don't know. But if you enjoyed it, let us know. Um, I'm your host, Stefan Polius, alongside my fellow hosts, Declan Krogman and Greg Polius. And boss man, Carl Coulange is here hanging out with us. Gave his little two Shout cents, you, which Carl. we appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. But, anytime. Again, thank you. I uh, hope you enjoyed. We'll be back Friday between one and two uh, on our regular schedule uh, without any technical difficulties, but uh, take care, enjoy the week and we'll see you on Friday. Don't forget the regular Wednesday show. I believe is a five o'clock and got the B show on Thursday. So check out all the other rest of the content. Yes. We need Greg and Falco on the B show. I do. Listen, I'm trying to get that in the works. I don't know how many bottles of wine I got to send to Greg's house or whatever he needs or how many bottles of him. I think if I offered him two bottles bottles of him, he need Greg. Y'all need He's two hours for that. That's, that's, that's a <laughs> long great. show. That's That'd the main event one. I'm trying to book. If Greg's willing to do Greg, are you willing to do it on spot? You know what? If it's, if it's on the B show, I'm willing to do it. Oh, snap. Only on the B show? You wouldn't oh, do it on the regular that's what I was thinking. You wouldn't do it on the regular Wednesday show? Nah, nah, because it's going to get ugly on that show. <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk to Deb right now and see what she says. Uh, we got to be after finals, though. It got to be after finals. Start selling the tickets now. I will. Start selling the tickets now. I will. All right, you guys take care. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.